them moms out. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get better luck. Yes, we do. My name is Marae, <laughs> and this is Hala. And why I did that. <laughs> And we are here to open up conversations about all things motherhood. Today, we are going to be talking about the many hats we get to wear um, as moms and how much bullshit it is that some people think it's just one or two hats. I know, it's just, you're just fitting this one little pocket of <laughs> motherhood and that's what you are. That's it. So you are. Okay. And you know, yeah. the crazy thing about this subject is that whether you are a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home mom with a business, a working mom, a full-time mom, like a full-time working mom or part-time, you never wear just the one hat. Because even if you are just a stay-at-home mom, just that job alone includes like being with your kids, you know, whatever that may entail, whether that's homeschooling daycare whatever or just being there to pick them up drive them around and all that which is a full-time job already on its own but on top of that you're a housewife right and even if yeah. you are a full-time working woman who let's say get somebody to clean your house once a week or to prep meals or whatever you are still a housewife because you're planning you're organizing you're scheduling you're you know what i mean it's like it's so insane people don't realize that there are jobs for people to fulfill each one of the 25,000 hats we wear. And then some people still have the audacity of saying, just a stay at home mom. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, nobody asks you to have the kids and, you know, and it's like, it, 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 it's just because we complain a little bit about, you know, all of these jobs that in, come with it. And people just assume it's because, like, you just have to accept it. You know, like you have to accept that you have all of these jobs and that's your role, you know, as a mother is what you have to do and you right. you have to be happy about it as well. <laughs> you know, it's actually <laughs> that, so. that's triggering for me, too. And people, especially with the flying thing, they're like, well, it's, it's so difficult, but nobody asks you to have kids. And it's like, well, like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't go back and not have a kid. So my flight will be easier. Like, I'm just saying yeah, this exactly. is very challenging and I don't think we're giving it full credit. Like, you know, being at home and you know, both of us are <clears throat> home a lot. We work from home, which is not the same thing as being a full time home and housewife. We're both those things, but we're also working from home, which is, you know, also yeah. a, a whole different thing because people feel like we're just playing That's on our true. phones or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like on my schedule of things that I have to do, like when I, I send my daughter to, um, I, I don't want to call it daycare because it's not a daycare. It's a, it's a person in this island that goes around parks in the city and she's created a schedule a weekly schedule she's very flexible you can drop your child off for a few hours or a full day um all around the city whatever she is she even offers pick up and drop off and she basically like creates engaging activities that are all outdoors with other children and watches your kid at the park right so where i live it's just really difficult to find schooling and everything else like that and because of our schedule with traveling and all like it just didn't make sense to enroll her somewhere full-time and this works for us but even for me that I'm doing this only two or three times a week, scheduling with this person where she's going to be driving her all around town to make sure she's there, getting the stuff she needs. Sometimes we need to bring crafts, we need to bring bathing suits because they're doing water park. Sometimes like, you know, whatever it is, prepping all the meals for when she's away. Right. Um, prepping my schedule around when she's away. And then what's crazy is that yeah. sometimes my husband, my husband and I find ourselves 
creating our work schedule around her park schedule. And then we end up losing half our work schedule because we have to run errands like grocery shopping or buying something for her or Christmas shopping because you can't do that with her or, you know what I mean? All these little things. And again, I don't think there's a parent out there that would ever remove the joy of buying a gift for Christmas for their kid, but it's still something else you have to do and a lot time for and plan for. And I think when people think about just like, oh, you just stay at home, mom, you're just hanging out with your baby all day. And I'm like, yes. It feels like that though as well (laughs) before having kids, I I think. And, And I think it's because we don't talk about it. Like there's no, if, like my mom would never say that being a, um, a stay-at-home mom, which she was for many years, was a job. She would never say that, for instance. Mm. You know, because her generation learned that, you know, it's what you do type of thing. You know, it's a wife's job to look after the kids and to just be there. And uh, so, so, so yeah, so people don't ever talk about how actually hard and how many roles and how many little, little things that go through your head Every single day that you are scheduling, planning for your whole family, not just for you, it's just like for everybody. And nobody ever like talks about it. But you know, you hear them, you hear the, the mums complaining, and you know they are all overwhelmed. But we never understand why. And this right. is why is because of all of this, and we never talked about it. And yeah, now even... everybody now we're <clears throat> sharing, and it's right. And the thing is, like, it's not, it's not. No, it. it I was just thinking, like, even if. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, hiring people to do the jobs that I'm not great at. You know, like for example, I'm not a person who enjoys cleaning or being in the house. Like I know I have a cousin who loves cleaning. Like Paula here, for example, is a phenomenal cook. Like she looks at a fucking pot, throws shit in it and a meal comes out, a cake comes out the way you bake. Doesn't mean I like doing impressed. it though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Granted, granted. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, for me, it's like every time I'm going to bake, I'm like, OK, I got to take out 25 things and organize them on the table. And then like, oh, like it's daunting, you know. But I think even for women like me who like if I had it my way, like if I wasn't home right now with a baby and we didn't have big plans for a trip next year or whatever, I would be definitely bringing somebody weekly to my house. Maybe if I didn't live in Hawaii where it's so expensive um, to clean for me, oh, yeah. no problem. I would definitely have somebody to clean, like do my errands, like. You know, if, if if I have to take my dogs to the groomers and there's an option to pick them up, please come and pick them up and take them. I don't need to be, you know, like, <laughs> I have a robot for everything I can have a robot for, like I full on. But even, even with that level of help, right, from whether you have a family helping you or, you know, whatever, you hire a service to help you, you are still coordinating all of this. You are still responsible for all of this. You're still thinking about all of this. Like when I wake yeah, up you still in the morning, have to book them and yeah. And call, it's and if there's well. a problem, they call you. And if there's an issue, like, you know, it's funny because my dogs are currently um, staying with my in-laws in California. And somebody told me the other day, oh, like, that must be nice. At least you don't have to, like, you know, do so much. And I was like, no, it's interesting because, yeah, I don't have to pick up their poop every day. Yeah, there's definitely less work. I'm not downplaying. But, like, I still have to schedule every appointment. I still have to make sure I have to talk to the doctors when they go Send out to the work. Send the foods and the, the the shampoos, organize all the schedules, make sure everything's in order, the vaccines are in place, their paperwork are in place. If my dog was sick last week and, oh my God, hurry up, we have to get some joint medicine and do, research for three hours, which one is the best and for our size, that dog. And <laughs> You know, and this dog is like 5,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The responsibility and like the, 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 the job is still there. It's still there. It's insane. Yeah. And then you, it's you add to this a child. Yeah. And it, and it's crazy that like it's just not 
talked about. Like I can't believe it was all, so many years. It was just never even thought about <laughs> the fact that you know. This is like do you think? It, I kind of feel like annoys me about motherhood because like when I, before I was a mother, I was like this. Like I have it all figured out, right? I know yeah. how to be a mother. I will be the best parent <laughs> ever in the world ever existed because I know everything. <laughs> simple but then you become a mother then you realize actually you know everything mm. that they t- taught you previously that you thought you knew <laughs> not real it's <laughs> a lie exist. exactly mm. and that's when you know you'd realize so, actually i have so much to do <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you because uh this is what i debate so like my mom when i was growing up she also didn't my mom would get really angry when she had to clean like she would just get in a bad mood and like every time she started cleaning, we just knew that it was like, okay, she's going to get in a bad mood soon. She's going to start yelling at people for not helping her or whatever. Right. Um, and then she'd always tell us, my brother and I laugh at this like every single day, because she would always say, when you have kids, you understand. And one of the things that made me realize this whole sentence of when you have kids, you understand was recently I was so tired. We were going to the beach and I had planned everything. Like I literally had like, you know, and everybody's like in the car. And I swear to you, I had this moment of like, you know, why don't I just give them everything and they can go to the beach and I can just sit here and lay on my couch and read a book and do nothing. And then, of course, the guilt came of like, you know, like you're just spending time with your family. You're not being present. You're doing all these things, but you're not actually present. And then I started thinking about the heavy load of the the, the person who's organizing and putting everything together, like usually the mom, right? There are some dads like that, but usually it's the mom. And how my mom was never the fun mom because she was probably exhausted from getting all this crap together so that we could have fun, you know? And the question that I have is, do you think we should make our kids aware of the load that it takes to run a household, to be the head of a household, to be a mother of a household, a parent of a household? And if so, how do we do that in a way that doesn't steal the joy of experiencing all these things? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel... You can because I think it's about being real about things. So, like, you know, when you're upset, I like, I don't think I remember ever seeing my mom upset, for instance, like, upset isn't sad in a way mm. that, like, she mm. was overwhelmed or, you know, the house life things or whatever. Like, she would never share that for anything. So, like, there was never like the, that reality of, you know, like being a mother sometimes is not, you know, all beautiful which it wasn't and it was hard and things but like this there wasn't that sharing thing i, I would have appreciated i think for if mm. it was me growing up uh, and for instance with flynn i try to like i try to sh- to share with him when i'm uh, obviously it's super hard though it's super hard because like you don't want to show that vulnerability you want to like protect them as well right um so i don't know but i, I find it like it's about moments, I guess. Like, I find that there's certain moments that you can, like, your kid probably will be curious about what are you feeling, and that's when you can be real about it, you know. But not make it like mm. that negative, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, very this, hard. it's a very hard. Concept. I think it's something we're gonna have to navigate and take, and I think it also probably depends on on the child you have. But for example, yeah, exactly. with Alaska. Yeah, and this Alaska is very intuitive. Like I was telling my cousin the other day because my cousin she has an eight year old and. She can hide things or do things or talk about subjects in front of her. And her eight-year-old is like in her own world. We transported a giant car for Christmas, hid it under the house inside of the laundry room that she never goes to. And the other day she was going down the stairs and she found it like 
Alaska's just she's she, she's gonna be a reporter, I swear. Um, so I cry a lot because I'm pregnant, and you know, it's always hormones, and I'm an emotional person. So combination is just like a recipe for just disaster. It's a miracle that I'm not crying right now. Um, let's just put it that way. Um, so Alaska comes to me and she she asks like, "Mama, like you know, why are you crying? Or like, what's going on? You know?" And sometimes I feel bad about like her seeing me that way but what i've noticed is that the more it happens because it's happened a lot during pregnancy the more she understands what i'm going through and she has empathy for what i'm going through but she doesn't worry so the first time that she saw me crying i could see that she was worried now when i have those days where like i'm just so overwhelmed that i just can't get off the couch and all i'm doing is crying all day because like i can't control the tears literally um she gives me space like she knows not to bother me too much or to like whatever but she doesn't seem worried. Like she knows that it's just emotion. So what I tell her is, um, you know, mama's just going through emotions. We're having a lot of emotions. I explained that pregnancy has a lot of hormones and that makes me emotional, but also that I'm tired or whatever, whatever it is that I'm feeling that day. And then, you know, that sometimes we don't cry because we're sad. We're, we cry because we're happy because we're releasing, you know, and I'm sort of like trying to normalize Otherwise, she's going to think we're crazy or I'm yeah, the most exactly. depressed person on earth. No, no, but, yeah, but it's true. But it, it's true. Crying is not just because you are sad. That you right. have to normalize that and you have to talk about it. And it is true. And it, that is a really good example because like, she's also, also three. So you can't really sit there and explain, you know, mommy is overwhelmed, you know, overwhelmed. <laughs> you yeah. never understand that, you know. <laughs> so it's a good way of putting it. So it's also that made me realize that, you know, there's an age for everything. So like, even though, you can still like show a little bit of, you know, reality uh, with moderation until they start understanding slowly and, you know, time passes and stuff. It's going to be crazy because I can't believe I we just stumbled upon this. I know. You know I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of like opportunities to revisit this topic as they grow older and seeing how different conversations that are difficult are going yeah. to be happening through the years, right? Because this whole emotion conversation and I think explaining, you know, going back to explaining the whole many hats to our children, like I think that's the most important. I think more important than talking about it with other people, even our spouses or other women. I think it's imperative that us as women start having more of these conversations all the conversations all the uncomfortable yeah, ones all the sure. difficult ones all the ones that we are afraid of that we are embarrassed about that we're comparing ourselves about these are the ones we should be having but i think it's almost as equally important to have these conversations with our children and to start normalizing what real life looks like because i find it that as generations we're always comparing ourselves to the previous generations and what we did, what, what we're doing better or what they did worse or like, oh, my mom had 25 kids, you know, but that's all she had. And then the other kids helped her in the farm and she didn't have to go to work, but now you have to have a career. And it's like, I don't think it's that black or white. And I think it also differs greatly by person, you know, but I think being able to like involve our kids, like I've been trying to teach my daughter to clean up, you know, um, I had a friend who came over and she was like, if you just organize her toys, her books even like I organize all her books and stuff like that and by categories it becomes easier and every time she brings a toy out we play and then we put it back obviously this sounds phenomenal it doesn't work like that in real life not if you have a child like me I don't know for some people it probably works but in my house it doesn't work but it has made a big difference on the mess so a big difference we still have a mess and every like two weeks or so it's like okay we gotta start from zero and reorganize everything because there's no, no longer an order but it has made a big difference and what we do is I teach her about cleaning up as part of the process, right? 
So like she used to always be like, oh, help me clean up. And I'm like, or like, oh, I have to like already she does this. Like she's three and she goes, oh, I don't want to clean up. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So what I do is I assign her the job of cleaning up. And I say, when we finish cleaning up, we're going to do whatever else that she wants to do, whether it's watch a movie or go out or whatever. And one day she didn't get to watch TV at all because like we got home and I was like, well, we'll finish cleaning up the living room with the toys that we finished playing with. We can move on to the next activity, which is watching a movie. This took her two and a half hours and she didn't even finish. And basically I went and I just helped her clean up so that she could go to bed, but she didn't get to see any movie. Then the next day she was a lot more okay with cleaning because she realized, oh, I'm not going to get to do, but this day she didn't throw a tantrum or anything. She just, it's just they get distracted, bro, when they start picking up their toys. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then each. <laughs> and then they start a new game and you're just like, oh, no. The worst is when you're trying to help them and you've already just tidied something and they found it and you're like, oh, pick it back out. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Alaska is big on that. In Alaska, we'll find anything, a piece of paper, a receipt, a piece of Play-Doh that's five weeks old, anything. It doesn't have to be a, a toy. Like, it, you know, oh, like, yeah. it does not have to be anything. It could be a leaf, a scale <laughs> from a fish that my brother brought last week, anything, anything. And she's like, ooh, look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've, started, we've actually started doing the same thing with the, the tidying up toys, and then, like, you'll get... Uh, something after like whatever you activity you want to do after will be after the toys type thing and uh, yeah it actually has worked <laughs> i think that's helped a lot for us i mean it's not perfect it's not like a, one of those montessori but pinterest rooms that you see with nothing out of the place but it definitely is better it used to be that i would, oh my gosh my house is like just chaotic and then another thing that i've been doing is um when she asks me to play with her or to do something, if I'm doing something, if, like, I'm always doing something, you know, I explain to her, like, yes, I can play with you, but first I'm going to finish the dishes. And I always give her a choice to help, even though, let's be honest, I do not want her to help because it's going to take 55 more hours, you know, but I find it that at least we're doing something together, you know what I mean? And she gets to at least be part of it, but she's started to say no. At the beginning, she would love to. Now she goes, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I need to go play. And she just leaves me. But it has ah. led to a lot more independent play, at least. So there is that. Well, that's good. Well, at least there's yeah. a win. There's a but win there. There is the win somewhere. But she straight up just tells me like, she can't help me because she's busy. She needs to mm. go play. Flynn always wants to help in the kitchen. And he always comes to help. Unless it's like really frying, boiling hot stuff that we're just like, Okay, well, maybe not because you were a bit wild. He literally throws himself at food and knives and stuff. It's crazy. So we have to teach him. So he like he always wants to help. He never like yeah. If he sees you in the kitchen, oh yeah, definitely leaves in the middle or uh, like doesn't stay for the whole thing. If she's not too entertained, she goes. She goes. I am too tired. I have to go play. Yeah, if it's not what he wants to do, he's like, oh yeah. Okay. No. So it's not just it's yeah, not just yeah. my child. <laughs> no, 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 no. This he's is why it's so good like to have these conversations. Yeah. I feel like these conversations are like imperative for like our soul. You know, it's like 
you have to talk to another mom and hear the stories that they have to just be like, oh, okay, so I'm not crazy. It's not just me. Like I don't have, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. We're doing good. Whew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently sleeping on a, on a sheet that has the pee as dried, but we haven't, don't have any clean sheets. Right. And another mom shared the, about the exact same thing on Instagram, like yesterday. And I was like, look at that. <laughs> I'm not the only yes. one. <laughs> yes. felt validated. You know, when Alaska was tiny, we and we lived in Mexico. We had a lady that would come every day to help us. Her name was Maritza. She is just I love her so much. Anyway, Maritza was the first person who introduced me to like not washing everything the minute a baby pees on it. Like one day she was like, Alaska wore uh, cloth diapers, right? And so like sometimes it would see through a little, oh, yeah. like a, you know, just and she would just be like, ah, it's just baby pee. It's nothing. She just she normalized it in a way that I was like, oh. Well, I guess, yeah, it's not really much. They just drink formulas. I mean, no formula. Oh, that's milk, what so. they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're that little, as pure. Should bottle as it as up. pure as can be. So if you are a mom listening, I hope you're a mom listening. Otherwise, it's probably a very boring conversation. Um, But if you're a mom-to-be or a mom and you're listening to this conversation, just know that whatever you're going through is totally normal. It's totally part of it. Weird as it may be to you. And um, that, you know, I think the solution here, we don't have advice. We don't have the answer. We, we're not going to sit here and tell you how to let the people in your life know um, that you have to wear 75 hats and you need help. But I think we're definitely onto something with communicating more, talking about it more, being more open and letting our family also be part of the help. Because I feel like we also tend to be a little bit of a problem by always wanting to do things on my own. Like when I say, Oh, I'm not going to have her help me with the yeah. dishes because it'll take forever. It's like, well, you're neglecting, like you're rejecting help, right? So being a little bit more open and normalizing the things that need to be done and including our family <clears throat> to help us in those things. And, you know, like yeah. sometimes we're a little bit of control freaks. Like, you know, people may not do things the way that we will do things, but they will still get done. And then you won't have to complain so much that mm-hmm. you're the only one doing it. That's a big one to expect. <laughs> Something. Yes, yes. <laughs> It'll get done differently, but it'll get done and at least you'll get some help. So just putting that out there. If you want to continue more conversations like this, you can follow us on Instagram at who let the moms out that pod. Um, (laughs) And we will see you next week. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us.